0: Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. the
1: win! You are Locked
0: On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, women's basketball fans. Erica Lindsay Ayala here, your Tuesday, Thursday host of Locked on Women's Basketball. Also have to put in a plug because today on Bobby Bonilla Day, some of you know what I'm talking about. On July 1st, 2021, we have officially released the Locked on Kraken podcast. I am the solo host of the podcast, the daily podcast for the 32nd team in the National hockey league. So the first episode, again, release the Locked on Kraken podcast. That episode features an interview with JT Brown, who will be the analyst, the TV analyst for the Seattle Kraken. I also give you a rundown, a little bit of Seattle Kraken history. I give you a timeline, tell you a little bit about me. But if you're listening to this show, you might already know a little something, something about me. And uh, you also hear from the first head coach in history, uh, that's Dave Haxtel, as well as Ron Francis from the press conference introducing Haxtel. Uh, next week on the show, I'm going to have the fantastic Chanel Keenan on the show. You're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be on Monday. But for tomorrow, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the history of the Seattle Kraken and how that relates to the history of hockey in Seattle. So we're going to have a good time with it, and uh, I hope you enjoy. So go check out Locked on Kraken. But as always, we encourage you to subscribe to any of the Locked on shows that you're enjoying, but definitely Locked on Women's Basketball and now Locked on Kraken. So for today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball, I'm actually going to take you to my Green Room Live I went on Green Room, formerly Locker Room, to uh, to watch the reveal of the WNBA All-Star uh, rosters. And it was on the jump. You'll hear me and a few other people who joined talk about how we feel about the fact that it was on the jump. Um, <laughs> but uh, that notwithstanding... Uh, Were there snubs? Were there surprises? There were a handful of first-time, of first-time All-Stars. And just to be clear, because it wasn't extremely clear when I was uh, watching live, I want to go over this. So USA Basketball versus the 2021 WNBA All-Stars. The USA team is still considered... They're still considered WNBA All-Stars. I talk, and you'll hear this a lot, about the bonus structure. Uh, If I had to guess, it's probably why they are also considered All-Stars. But here we go. This is the WNBA um, lineup. Team WNBA. Dawana Bonner, fourth All-Star appearance. Liz Cambage, fourth All-Star appearance. Kalia Copper from the Chicago sky in her first all-star appearance. Dierica Hamby in her first all-star appearance. Now, I already gave you my picks, and I'm I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I did not pick D'Erika Hamby. If you missed that episode, that came out on Tuesday. But I did vote for Jonquil Jones, Benai Jelaney, Arike Gumbawale, Candace Parker, and Courtney Vandersloot, as well as Courtney Williams. Now, you also remember me saying that I... Wanted to vote for Satu Sabali. I ultimately did not. But Satu Sabali on this list, another first timer. So you've got Courtney Williams, C. Willie, first time All Star. Satu Sabali, first time All Star. Arike, Benazia, uh, Bree Jones, and Diarca Hamby, as well as Ka, all first time All Stars. I love this. Um, Now, remember, there was a list of 36, and from that 36, the coaches picked the names that I just gave you, and you'll hear from the green room that there were some interesting names on that list of 36. I'll come back next week to give you the full skinny, but let's head over to my green room, and remember that uh, weekly, I host... A green room where we are talking breaking news. I like to do my halftime huddles when I'm either watching or at a New York Liberty game. So if you want to head over and go to an app that is changing the way we talk sports, head over to Green Room. And just like I am on Twitter and Instagram personally, you can find me in Green Room at E Lindsay08. That's E L I N D S A Y zero eight. Let's go to the conversation. And a thank you to Miles Ehrlich, Jeff Magliochetti, Jackie Powell, and everyone else that joined the green room. Uh, I appreciate you. We had a great conversation and now you as listeners, uh, get to hear, did, do you think, how did you, what did you think about our hot takes? what did you think about our snub list? Uh, How did you feel about my comments about Sammy Woodcomb? Let me know. Um, And next week, something that we're not going to have time to get into on this show, but what the heck is going on with these roster rotations? And you know I'm keeping a close eye on the New York Liberty in particular. Jackie Powell and uh, Jeff Magliocchetti. we plugged some of the work that they're doing on that front, so make sure you're following them, reading their work. But Without further ado, listen to me and a few friends talk about why we don't want to watch breaking WNBA news on The Jump. Do we think Neka Ogumike was her fate deserved? And a lot of other things. Now here goes the WNBA having me watch The Jump again. I don't watch many shows midday. Although that's changed since, uh, one, I've become a freelancer. And then, you know, that whole worldwide pandemic thing. But um, don't watch the jump very often. They always, you know, get us in here, get us excited that there's going to be WNBA news. And then they wait, They make us wait. So between now and 4 p.m., the WNBA All-Star roster will be revealed. And for those who are listeners to the show, then you already know. I was a voter. I was able to cast a ballot. This year, we're having the Olympics and a WNBA All Star weekend. That doesn't happen very often, actually. I'm not sure that that's ever happened. So, this is something new. But essentially, Kathy Engelbert has been making her rounds. And um, it sounds as though she really wanted there to not be so much time in between um, all-star weekends because last season the WNBA did not have an all-star weekend because they thought there was going to be an Olympics, but you know, that whole worldwide pandemic thing I mentioned. Yeah. uh, That kind of happened. So, uh, so there was no all-star weekend and Because the Olympics was pushed back, this is now an Olympic year. Now we have a year where we have an Olympics and a WNBA season and a WNBA All-Star weekend. So this is very interesting. Hasn't ever happened to my knowledge in the WNBA. Hey, Lamar, what's going on? Um, So I'm not sure. I'm not exactly uh, sure if we'll ever see this again to be honest. But um, that's why we're having an all-star game. Um, and so that that means that voting is really unique because since there's an Olympics, um, there will be a United States basketball roster. So what the WNBA has decided to do in conjunction with USA Basketball is that they are going to... Um, have a WNBA All Star team versus um, USA Basketball. So uh, this is something, Miles. As I as I now have you on the stage, um, you know, this is something, Miles, that we have never seen before. Not really, as far as the WNBA All Stars having an exhibition game against USA Basketball. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Miles?
2: Well, my first thought, and thank you for having me up here, Erica, uh, is that I think that the WNBA should have an all-star game every season, or at least name an all-star team every season. So I'm really glad that because of circumstances and COVID, we were robbed of one last year. I'm really glad that they are having one in an Olympic year, which is already a strange thing. And I do understand that the format because of that is going to be shifted. where I have a bit of an issue is that uh the players that have been named to team USC uh, to team USA already are given the bonuses that the new CBA brings to the roster spot and that's when you get into the the conversation about half of the players on that team being former Yukon players and, and everything that distills from there but I I'm I'm okay with the exhibition format I I I guess, like, this is prep uh, as they get ready for the for the Olympics, and maybe we'll uh, be able to see a team thrown together by the fans and the coaches and uh, the media that will rival them.
0: All right, I am here to bring you a brand-new segment brought to you by our partners, Michelob Ultra. Now, it was a tough choice for me to pick this week's Ultra moment, but it has got to be... Ha, I'm giving it to me, baby. Listen, it's not all the time I get to give out my myself an award, but I'm going to do it. I've got a, a, a new podcast and I'm excited about it. I don't cover men's sports. I love covering women's sports, but this opportunity to cover the Seattle Kraken, I just couldn't say no. It was made enough. I couldn't refuse. So, uh, you know, I'm talking about having joy happiness and enjoyment in my hockey coverage and my sports coverage and uh you know i don't think i don't know if it's allowed maybe if it's a mick ultra i can crack open a can on a show i think someone's got to win something though because it's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories and uh, you know joy creates success that's that's what they're that's what they're telling me here so uh you know I think we should go for it. Just have like a, you know, a Michelob Ultra happy hour. But uh, remember, folks, one way or another, uh, in life and uh, during happy hour, enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. So, yeah, shout out to me um, for my new podcast, Locked on Crack, and hope that you subscribe. Hope that you listen and tune in. And please do rate and uh, leave a review for the show. We're still with MNBA highlights on the jump. So uh, well, I'm going to keep that on mute for now, just because I don't want so much noise in green room. Of course, that, that's what I meant by that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it's a 50% vote for fans. And then the other 50% is split between media and players. Which, if you listen to the latest Around the Rim, player participation is not always that great. So uh, I'm not sure if we'll get what the participation was there. And I see Jeff. I'm going to get Jeff up here on the stage. But um, another thing is is that after the the top vote-getters, so it's 36 players that will, will be voted in, then a, a roster of 12 will be selected by the coaches. So, Jeff, first of all, welcome. And uh, second of all, we're, we're talking about the, uh, the breakdown, the voting breakdown, and I'd love to get your thoughts.
3: Hey, Erica, thank you for having me. I think it's something that keeps the All-Star game unique in a sense because – I think in all sports, all professional levels, really, all-star games are starting to be a bit of an antique in some sort of sense because – you know, it, it, this goes for all sports on, across all levels. They're almost an antique in the sense that, you know, if you want to see someone, if you want to see two matchups, if you want to see an East-West matchup, if you want to see, say, New York and Los Angeles, it's more common than ever. We're going to get those matchups this year. And the accessibility, although still not at a level where uh, we're in this league, it's still not at a level, obviously, that it deserves. But at the same time, the access is greater than ever. So I appreciate what the WNBA is trying to do with this in the sense that they're trying to keep things fresh. They're trying to keep things relatively new and they're riding a very good wave of momentum right now. So I really do appreciate them trying to keep things unique in this sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can get with that. I like Mm -hmm. that. And I think you're absolutely right, Jeff. This is definitely within the vein of, you know, the commissioner, the commission Mm -hmm. and the commission cup and all that (laughs) stuff. Now, I I give points for innovation. Sports innovation is massive right around now. We have so many people talking about that. For sure. sports innovation and execution have to match in order for it to be successful. So I think we've seen just throughout the history of the WNBA, if we're being honest, you know, with love, with love, that execution is is not always – great uh you know still announcing people's names wrong and getting the graphics wrong and stuff like that um so and i think there's also been a lot of uh confusion and we didn't really get an announcement until much later there was a lot of conversation behind the scenes and luckily some people were able to book their flights (laughs) ahead of time but you know i'll I'll chalk some of that up to to Mm-hmm. I talked about that and the pandemic really impacting things. But, you know, some of this is just uh, we have to be able to move in a space where we know months in advance uh, that some of these things are happening because, you know, what what do All-Star Weekends do? And I want to talk about the competition that we might see coming up this year. But but if we take throughout sports, All-Star Weekends are about the fans and they're about bringing eyes and essentially money, whether that's through sponsorship or through ticket sales, merch, all that stuff, it's about bringing money. And so you need to plan that stuff out and you need to let people know so that they can, you know, uh, secure the bag in order to spend it all in 2.5 days. Am I right, Miles? Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs is uh, now turning into, at least for the Phoenix Suns, the NBA finals. I'm going to give a shout out to Brendan Clean. Make sure you're listening to Locked On sons for all his coverage. He was on our WNBA opening weekend extravaganza. So make sure you check out what Brendan is doing. Uh, and remember it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season, especially when you know that Chris Paul, the other CP three is headed to the NBA finals. I, I was tempted to, you know, give that the Mick, uh, moment, but you know, you got to plug your own stuff. Who's, who's going to be your cheerleader if not you anyway, but, uh, Chris Paul, I am so happy for you. I hope that you get it done, uh, and we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, Phoenix Suns headed to the NBA finals. So we will have more moments and will the ultimate moment end up being Chris Paul and a championship? Well, we'll have to find out. But as we watch, we can enjoy the games again a little bit more with a nice Michelob Ultra.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can't agree with that more. And and I think that we have luckily seen some of this, as uh, Sky Show was saying in the chat, WNBA, we need merch. We've, we've started to see more avenues. But yeah, the All-Star Game is supposed to be a celebration for both the players and for the fans of all of, of, all of the achievements and, that we've seen on the court to that point. And at this point, it's, it's a couple of years that we've been robbed of an All-Star Game to this point. Um, so I'm excited to see the players get out there. But I also, as is true of a lot of fans and of a lot of players that we've spoken to, have some confusion surrounding the Commissioner's Cup. A lot of players were not sure what was going on with that. So it's not just the All-Star game that hasn't been concretely explained and defined. It's it's, it's so much of it. And I applaud the league's initiative, but it could sometimes be a little bit crisper in its expectations.
0: Indeed, indeed. Danny Barlavi has now joined us on the stage. Is this this the stage? I don't know. It was locker room, it was green room, and then of course there's clubhouse. I don't know. We'll call it the stage. Danny Barlavi also here. And and so this is uh, at least part of the contingency that that goes to New York Liberty Games, uh, the beat writers here. So uh, Danny, I'd love to have you weigh in here.
1: Well, first of all, I... On, on that last point that you said, I really do appreciate actually them going back to Vegas, just because of how well MGM seems to be taking care of the players on these weekends. Like obviously from a fan perspective, it, it would be cool to share the love a little bit and see a few all-star games in other cities, but like Las Vegas does it well and the players seem to like it. So that's cool. Um, this format is so weird, right? Have we talked about that? It's, I I keep going in and out of whether or not I'm a fan of it, uh, the Team USA versus uh, the REST format. Um, Yeah, my my initial gut reaction when it was announced was just like, you know, I, I found it strange to think, you know, the way we think about Team USA, it implies that one team is going to be necessarily better than the other. But as we're seeing, like, that's in terms of talent, not necessarily the case. I also still find it interesting in d- just in terms of, like, the time that Team USA will have with each other ahead of this game versus the time the other All-Star team will have a- ahead of each other at- ahead of the game. I mean, like, yeah. Also, like, d- did we ever get clarity on whether or not the all Team USA members are officially All-Stars?
0: Okay. So, all good things, and... I, I think we can just leave it there. Like, who the yeah. heck knows, right? That's part of what we're talking about. I, I think I, – I love what you mentioned about Vegas because when the All-Star game was held in Vegas, what was that? I guess we're going back to 2019. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you already like Asia Wilson was already on her propaganda, like, you know, and this is the best we've ever had. Now, how sis, how, you know, you ain't never been, you ain't never been to Seattle, what you talk about, but whatever she was on her, you know, this is the best we've ever seen and it should be here, you know, every year and other players. I started hearing that throughout the weekend. I've also heard elsewhere that perhaps this is already something that is an actual thing as in Las Vegas will be hosting multiple all-star weekends but as someone who will as of tomorrow be hosting locked on kraken and the seattle kraken team playing in climate pledge arena where they will have the high task of trying to match the seattle storm championships um i can tell you stewie and them they're ready for Climate Pledge Arena to open up and to maybe give Vegas some competition. And then, of course, all of us make our way to Barclays. I'm, I'm not confident Barclays is, is uh, top two. Especially with Vegas and now Climate Pledge Arena, once that renovation is done, but maybe top five in the league, I'm thinking. So I don't know. Is it is it fair to some of these other places or other franchises that have really made moves to improve their arena and or have gotten different ownership, particularly on the NBA side? I don't know rosters. And since we're at commercial break, at least on my television, I do want to get this out there. And I know I was talking about this in the. Um, in a little group chat, but like, okay, I have a hot take. I'm going to put it out here public. My hot take is that Neka Agumake should not be an all-star, a WNBA all-star, if if we're going by performance in the league. She should 1,000% be a WNBA all-star if we are going for all of the wobble tea and then some.
3: Well I think at the end of the day, it's like you said at the beginning, Erica, or at least at the beginning when I tuned in, um, All Star games are events for the fans, by the fans. And you know, I, I, I hate to I hate to bring up the I hate to bring up a, an example from men's league, but this is how we Get we this is how we get uh, things like John Scott winning the and winning the NHL All Star Games MVP award. They're for the fans by the fans. They're popularity contests at the end of the day, and it's part of the reason kind of why they're almost an endangered species because we have more access to Neca Ogumike than ever before, and if we want to see her take on the Seattle storm, the Las Vegas aces, all we have to go is all we have to do is wait until the game happens or we go on YouTube and we look up the highlights and whatnot. So I, so I think we do. I think it's a case of, Ah, it's like it's a case of you know if the fans want her there, she'll be there. Basically, whatever generates the most attention, the most ratings, and this could be this is a good showcase for the league. And if anyone represents this league in a positive light, uh, Neca certainly does so. She's and of course she also um, she also has a movie coming out. Keep in mind she's going to be appearing in the Space Jam sequel, so that could be some cross promotion right there so i totally get what you're saying in a perfect world the all star game would be based on on court merits and whatnot but at the same time it's almost like this is a wnba event and you can't tell the story of this league this modern league without talking about both the on-court and off-court efforts of Nneka Ogumike. It almost wouldn't feel complete without Nekka there. So I feel like we will see her in some way, shape, or
2: form.
0: I think that was very well said, Jeff. See, Auntie comes with all the spice, and then I allow y'all to, to be the honey in the tea, if y'all will.
2: <laughs> I, I appreciate I, that. I am surprised. Sorry, no, go ahead. No. Sorry. Just, uh, I, I just wanted to say that I'm surprised that you didn't want this drama, Erica that you don't want Neca getting a chance to show that she was snubbed from the Team USA. That's the thing. That's that's
1: 100% the thing, is that, like, I'm of the opinion in a vacuum that an an All-Star selection should be based on Encore in that season. But this is such a different All-Star game, as we've been talking about, and, like... You know, the the decision to make it Team USA versus uh, versus the rest of the All-Stars and the decision to snub NECA from Team USA, like, does cast an entirely different power and an entirely different tone over the voting process and over the game itself. And so I think that, like, as Jeff was saying, this is more than ever a narrative All-Star game because of how it's different and, like, Maybe in another season I would find uh you know, like I would like kind of scoff at giving Mecca, I guess, like a lifetime achievement all-star, that's the way to put it. But this season, like <laughs> she should be in this game. She should be on the other team, but she should be in it. And she knows that. Everyone else knows that. I agreed. And it's gonna be a better. it's gonna be a better game if she's in it. Because there's gonna be that narrative to it and they're gonna play to that.
0: Yes, Danny, you mentioned that this is just Such a unique situation. I love that you said lifetime achievement or maybe she'll be the, you know, WNBA all-star team ambassador if she's not voted in. But, you know, (laughs) I had to put that out there because, you know, I'm petty. Did you know you can save time and money when using rockauto.com? Why would you choose to spend 30 percent, 50 percent or even 100 percent more For the same parts, when you go to a chain store or a car dealership, when you can head over to rockauto.com, which is a family-owned business that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle or your gargacha, if you have a hoopty like me. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Go look up that song by Selena. gotcha. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, when you go to rockauto.com, make sure you type locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. But anyway, um, anyone that wants to join the room, let me just reset real quick. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm one of your hosts of Locked On Women's Basketball. And this room is dedicated to the eventual reveal of uh, the WNBA All-Star roster for 2021. But apparently we have to, you know, get through yep. some Larry Larry Bird shots from behind the backboard before we do that. Uh, that's extremely important. Yep. But
3: um, <laughs> uh, This yeah, is our so pregame show. Yeah. Yeah, pregame. Yeah, exactly. Larry, Larry I, Bird is a pregame. What was I just saying about looking things up on YouTube? Come on now. <laughs> I love it.
1: I, I love was, it. I would love if they made Perk and out the All-Stars. <laughs> That's what I thought was happening when I, when I first opened ESPN Just Now.
0: Oh, man. We, well, we're getting, at least on my screen, we're getting a preview or, or an ad for ad. I don't know. Whatever. They're, they're letting us know that next Wednesday – Next Wednesday, the Dallas Wings uh, have a game. I, I wasn't even paying attention. I I don't know who they're playing
3: because Minnesota.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, because I'm like, there's so many games oh. in between that. I guess that one's on ESPN. That's probably why they had it up there. But okay, now we're Forget- now we're getting somewhere. Here we go.
3: Oh, here Liz
0: Cambage, Candace Parker. That moved quicker than those Larry Bird yeah. uh, highlights. I almost missed it.
3: My word, man. That came out of nowhere, like the Falcon at the end of New Hope. My, God. My Lord.
0: I should have known. That was their transition, letting us know that next Wednesday there is a WNBA game. All Dude. right. So we've got Candace Parker, Liz Cambage, Dewana Bonner so far. John Jones, let's go.
1: Good. That would have been insane. I mean, what? Well, that really wouldn't have been. Let's get I a mean-
2: third member of the Sun. Yeah. That's what I I'm mean, rooting for right
3: I mean,
0: now. I, I, I mean John Jones. Cole- Vander Slootie.
3: Good. John Paul Jones basically made the basically shut down the MVP conversation through her absence, as a matter of fact. So, mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: Satu Sabali. Oh, interesting. Benagli. Oh, Benagli. there she is. Ooh, good, good, God. good. Well Look deserved.
1: at this. Okay,
4: well wait a minute.
2: Courtney Williams, see Willie.
4: Yeah, Courtney Williams deserves that. That no went
0: question. so fast. Buried, buried. I, my head is spinning. Like I don't even know what I just. saw. That was
2: like the second round of the WNBA okay. draft. They showed us half of the team, and then they just flipped to the rest. No, that
3: no, they th- there was no. uh They, wow. they, they actually showed the names, so. Okay. That went so oh, fast. Handy. I was
0: like, I don't even. These graphics don't even make sense to me. So it looks like we went through three time or, or more. All stars because they weren't. I don't know how they didn't do front court, back court. It wasn't alphabetic. I don't know what the heck is no. happening. Um, so then I was like, okay, it's all the three time all. And then they're like, well, you are all the first time all stars. I'm like, whoa, can I like get the full list and then we break it down? Like I don't know, but you know, um, is it is it? Let me ask a real question, and this is to the group. Let me know in the chat. Is it that women's basketball? Do we just want too many things? Like, I don't know. Cause sometimes I like, I feel like I'm being gaslit out here
4: because it's like, do we ask for too much or no. like, no, no, I don't think
1: no, that's the no, case.
4: We, we ask for, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we ask Hi Jackie. for what? Hello, Danny. How are you? Um, I was at the gym, that's why I'm a little late. But anyway, um, what we ask for is we ask for how men's sports are covered. That's what we ask. So, uh, anyway. I will meet myself. But I just I, wanted to say that's that's what we're asking for. We're asking, I, Emily said a hard note. Jackie,
3: hard oh, note. I, I think to Jackie's point, uh, we, we in the women's basketball world, we ask for the bare minimum. And even that isn't given to us at times. And that I think that's that part. Of it. Wow.
4: Yep. Yep. Can you say
3: I, that I again,
0: that's... Jeff? I just want to make sure I heard it because I felt I felt convicted by that. <laughs>
3: Sure, sure. We in the women's basketball world, whether it's on the court, off the court, we ask for the bare minimum. But even even that's too much to ask for sometimes. And for for example, like that that came right the heck out of nowhere. And like five players got highlight reels and the rest showed up on screen for 20 seconds. I mean, it, it dedicate a segment to it. I mean, look, I I obviously don't want I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, come down too hard on ESPN. I know there's good people doing good jobs over there, but at the same time, come on, people – People in the women's basketball world ask for the bare minimum. And sometimes even that's too much to ask. And it's really disappointing. We're still at the, we're still at this stretch, We're still at this point. Excuse yeah, me.
0: it really is. But you know what, we're going to, uh, we're going to blast ESPN later because, you know, what? we're going to focus on what we're here to focus on and it is the all-star selections and we're going to break all of that down. So Sam, thank you, Sam, in the chat has put down the all-stars. I had to like, you know, I'm talking into my phone and I had to lift it up to take a quick screenshot because i was like i don't know how long this is gonna last but okay so sam thank you so much for doing that for everyone uh let's and if you would like to be invited to the stage uh come on up i'm gonna let you know they call me auntie for a reason so just make sure you do it right by everybody on here um but yes bring the spice so um you know, Brooklyn, I see that you have joined us. Uh, hello. Uh, thank you so much. But um, what do you think about this roster for the W- Hey,
5: all I know is the Erica Hamby made All-Star. Hey. I'm so happy. Let's go. Like, if we're honest, the Erica has been an All-Star since last year in the bubble when she held it down and then she got in- injured. And, you know, of course, it didn't have All-Star because of the COVID and stuff. But- Man, I'm so happy. I just, that's all I wanted to say. Let's fucking go. And candace we all know Candace has been Let's getting stubbed and dubbed from, uh, um, from Olympics since the 2016. So just to see her back in action, she's healthy-ish. And I can't wait to see her in the all-star game. I'm so excited. Let's Let's go. go.
0: Okay, energy. Yes, Brooklyn. Come with it. Yes, Diarca Hamby. So let's just go around the horn. Uh, We heard from Brooklyn. Um, Let's go, Jackie, because I know you joined. Uh, Who are you most excited to see on this list, whether they're a three-timer, five-timer, 11th-timer, or a
4: so to be quite honest, I'm really so are we talking about Team WNBA? Or are we talking about the USA win? Oh, yeah, we're, just we're talking just about the all star
0: reveal. So the Team WNBA, we can talk about USA and their roster because that was also posted for a hot second. But also that news has been out. So I- I'll let that slide the of jump. Course. But yes, for the reveal for today, the WNBA all star roster, who are you most excited to see on that list? You can say more than one
4: person. So, to be honest, I'm going to name just a, I guess, a group. I'm most excited to see those uh, first-timers. So, I'm excited to see the backcourt chemistry of Benajah Laney and Courtney Williams, although you see Benigia, um, you know, at the three spot a lot of the time. I'm really excited to see SATU. Um and You know, it's a ex- girl. You know- oh, Yeah. Um, you know, to be quite honest, I haven't been looking at her stats so clearly. And at first I was a bit surprised because she came uh, into the season a bit late. But, I mean, I'll have to look at her stats. I mean, Satu is, is a fabulous player, as we know. Um, and I'm excited to see what Kalia Copper does. I mean, she's a yes. first-timer as well. So, um, and is Bree Jones a first-timer too, or is she not? Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. First-timer. I, so... Yes, so, indeed. That, that's the group that I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see the first-timers. And, and I think, you know, in reflecting on the reason why there are so many on Team WNBA, so let's count. So Kalia, one, Brianna, two, Laney, three, uh, Satu, four, and then Courtney Williams, five. Uh, the reason for that, it's really because that this league... Is growing, You know, this league is growing. There is power and strength uh, in the younger uh, core. Um, I mean, some of these folks are, you know, they're not like second years like SOT2, but I mean, you know, the, the power balance is shifting. So anyway, I will pass it on to
2: whoever's next.
4: Yes, let's go. All right, Miles, we'll have you go.
2: I mean, I was ready today to talk about somebody from last year's draft class making the uh, all-star game and it was not Satu I was expecting to be talking about. So that's a nice surprise. Uh, I'm excited about, I I am very lucky to have ahead of this season been assigned to the Connecticut Sun beat for Winsider. So I was watching a lot of Sun basketball this season and to see those three players, John Quill Jones, DeWanna Bonner, and Bree Jones, all get the call. I didn't know if there was going to be room for Bree, and she absolutely deserves it. And she held it down, mm-hmm. especially these last couple of weeks when John Quell wasn't there. So I'm excited to see the three of them. And I'm, I'm a little bit surprised to see three people make it from Chicago, but Kalia Copper came out from day one this season and was explosive and, and has been just so fantastic on that team. So I'm, I'm just ready to see. This is a team that can push Team USA. This will be a nice little test for them. I
0: am ready, and I am here for it. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. Actually, I think it was one of our hosts on Locked On Women's Basketball, and they were like, well, you know, WNBA All-Stars, they might be able to be, like, the one exhibition team that's been able to be USA Basketball. I was like, uh, actually. And to your point, Miles, yes, I think a lot of people were focused on maybe another Oregon player, a guard maybe, I think. I don't know. But um, I'm going to let you know. Not just because I wrote about her in Sports Illustrated. Not shameless. Like, I have no shame in that plug whatsoever. I enjoyed writing that article. But Satu Sabali put on against USA basketball. And I thought it was interesting that USA was like, oh, this is not going to be our roster. Baka, baka, ba. I was like, dang, y'all kind of trashing the people in the pipeline. Like, okay, whatever. But, you know, there's still going to be some USAB folks kind of hobbling into this exhibition. So I'm excited to see that. But Jeff, we'll go to you. And then Danny Barlavi. who are you most excited about when it comes to the the roster reveal that we got for the WMB?
3: You know, I think it's re- I think it's great to see uh, Benajelani make it. And I'm very biased, of course, from a New York standpoint. But uh, it's like we were talking about uh, before. This is a culmination of sorts. This is the first All-Star game since the WNBA had the momentum of the bubble, the momentum of their off-court endeavors, the, uh, the, the aftermath of sorts. After the release of the 144, which I think opened a lot of people's eyes as well. I'm also real excited to see, uh, Kalia Copper make it. I made, I made just, just for fun, I made a, uh, all-star ballot for last year and she was my injury replacement for Kennedy Carter so I, it was it was a little much I had three I had uh, three members of the sky going as is so I had to uh, I had to uh, compensate a little bit there but I'm very happy for her to see her make it I'm also real excited to see uh, John Quill Jones in there because John Quill Jones I think we were talking a little bit about before she made her MVP case through her absence you know the, the Connecticut kind of fell off just a little bit when she was gone and that truly puts the V. Be an MVP, in my opinion. So I'm really glad to see that. also, of course, can't hate seeing the uh, locals there and Liz and Derica. Derica is Derica is just so underrated. It just goes to show you how how deep you need your roster to be to succeed in today's WNBA. So I'm glad I'm glad to see she made it. Overall, can't hate this roster too much by any stretch. So uh, I, I think I think the right decisions were made. I felt again this is going to be a popularity contest and. Let, let's let, 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 let's let's not mask things. We we know who we're talking about when uh, we're talking about the certain organ duck who would make it. But you know what? I think it's good. From... <laughs> Listen, I love Ruthie, don't, Ruthie, I, don't, I love Ruthie. I love Ruthie. Copy player, copy I, I, will I, I will say. I She's will been say, great. I think this is good for for her. For I think this is good for the duck in question. Not Ruthie, but the duck in question. The duck in question. <laughs> <laughs> the duck in question i think this is good for her from a mental standpoint because you know she's dealing with a lot in a way and i think this is good for her this the olympic break is going to be very good for her in a sense to kind of take some time off recharge her batteries a little bit don't and Sending her to the All-Star game would have put some just unnecessary pressure upon her. So I'm not going to so I'm not going to quarrel with leaving her off the roster by any stretch of the imagination. I think I I think she would even agree with that. That's point this would not be fan popularity alone would not be the way she would want to earn it.
0: I like that. I like that. And Danny, before we get your reactions, I just do want to make note that, um, well, first of all, thank you to the Seattle Storm because they sent an email. So now I can look at the whole list and not have to look at the chat and press all the buttons and do all the things. So Auntie, thanks you, Seattle Storm. But um, another thing is that so we know the 12... players that the coaches selected but I have yet to see because I don't think the WNBA has sent us an email although they still email me to an old email so I should probably check that anyway um I haven't seen the full list of the what was it 36 players the top 36 like who are the top vote getters and you know what's that difference between um between the roster and the top vote getters. I mean, I don't know. I see Shay put a link. I'm going to check that out, but Danny, let's get your thoughts on the roster. And then maybe some thoughts about who you think could have been some of the top vote. getters. Uh,
1: just talking about someone who I'm happy to see on this list that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, I just think of is going to be really fucking fun in the all-star game. Um, like, you know, uh, we can talk about her problems with shooting the ball efficiently all we want, but, you know, we've spoken so much about how the All-Star game is ultimately at the end of the day an exhibition, ultimately at the end, end of the day fun, and she's someone I can see easily catching fire and going for, like, I don't want to put a number on it because I don't want anyone pulling out receipts on me when she if she if she doesn't, but, you know, I can really easily see Enrique having a game in the All-Star game, like... And yeah, also, just she's done so. She is, I think, underratedly a um, great media presence for the league. Like, people really, really like Arike. People follow her, people, all that. And yeah, I'm also really happy to see Kalia Copper. Uh, there were games last year where she was the best player on the floor for the Chicago Sky, for sure. And absolutely. This, yeah. Um, she's been talked about a bit more already, but it's just well-deserved. She's a star in this league. She has been a star in this league for over a year. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, she, she certainly would have been a lock for a bubble All-Star game if we had had one. And like, it would be a shame for her to just never, because you know, she hasn't been, she hasn't hit quite the same scoring marks due to just how, you know, Candace Parker is there but she's close still. And she still could get over that 14 points per game mark. Um, anyway, well-deserved, even if it was just for this season, but especially factoring in last season. Um, Interesting.
0: So I know that a few of us were talking earlier and it seems like NECA, I kind of was joking because now I feel bad that I put that energy out in, in the universe. But again, Shay sent the link cause I hadn't seen it in my email. But it looks like NECA was one of the top vote-getters, did not get offered one of the 12 roster spots. So is this a NECA snub? I say no. I I also kind of feel gutted at the same time. So I'm working through my feels live. That's why we love Green green Room. Uh, but uh, I don't know. That's just a little wild to me. That Obviously, that's the first name I was looking for. But any other snubs folks
4: so i've got one i've got a snub uh and many of you may know this because i've sort of been working on a story for a bit on this but uh what about sammy whitcomb
2: yes i had Uh, the same same you stole miles
4: yes yes um sammy i believe does she lead the league in true shooting percentage yes she does fact check she does i got
2: it right in front of me she leads the league
4: wonderful wonderful that teamwork miles uh so yes uh i believe sammy has been snubbed but to go back to Neca for a moment i i don't think she snubbed and i was actually looking at the list in front of me the two teams that don't have representation at this all-star game are la and uh the fever um the the fever obviously maybe doesn't come as a surprise, but it's just a little stark that, you know, two teams don't have representation.
3: And I kinda disagree with that because and I disagree with this in the in the realm of all uh, of all Star games because it's called the All Star game for a reason. I think every team should at least have a little res- representation. So I understand why they were left out, but at the same time, I totally get it. And it's it's good that you mention uh, Sammy Whitcomb, Jackie, because. I feel, as a matter of fact, you know, one thing that worked against Sammy is the fact that the Liberty have sort of cooled off since their hot start. If the Liberty were able to keep that torrid pace they had at the beginning of the season, I think you would have seen more of Sammy Whitcomb this time around. It's unfortunate that, you know, some of her some of her prowess is being lost. But, you know, if you wanted if you wanted to give the Liberty, you know, a little, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say gifts because obviously these would have been earned. But if you want to give them some accolades, you know, then we'd be inviting some accolades for improving on last season, then we've been inviting half the roster. Like, all, we could also invite uh, Michaela Onion-Wade because she has been by far the most uh, impactful rookie out there. And and it kind of – and it stings a little bit to not see any rookie rep- representation there. But at the same time, I totally get where you're coming from. She has been a leader on this team, and she has truly uh, ch- changed the culture in there. She is undoubtedly, I feel, their leader right now alongside Banashi. I
0: mean, that's cute but and all, all but Ooh, she's sorry, not an all-star, Erica y'all. Like, come on. She's not an all-star, Mikayla Onionwedding, not all star. Oh no, Marina Mabry. I think Marina Mabry is a player that I'm gonna be honest. I voted, and I'm not even all that mad that she's not on this list. Like, I, I, I just like love Sammy Wickham, but nah, 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 nah.
5: You know who I wanted to see on the roster? I think she disagrees. Um, I think her name is Bria Turner from that's a good
1: that's, that's a good pick.
5: Yeah, agreed, I would have started.
4: agreed. Good one.
5: And then I would even say underrated, who's not looked at enough, who held it down this season, Nia Coffey.
2: Yeah, yeah, Nia Coffey had a great run earlier this season and I know for a fact that she got harder and harder to play in in daily fantasy as the season went on because she just kept on yeah. exceeding expectation and played herself out okay. of it. She was so Ooh. good. Um,
0: I like that. I like that Brooklyn too. That's a good add. Miles, let me get your thoughts on the fact that Elena Deladon is on this.
2: I mean, this goes back to what uh, Jeff brought up. And I thought really eloquently brought up earlier about the fact that this is put on for the fans. And, and that's also why this cannot be a hundred percent voted on by the fans or well, we in a bad injury year could have half of the roster not able to show up. So it's yeah, it, it's tough to see that thirty the thirty six t uh thirty six players contain players that have not suited up. But we were talking about the narrative perspective of of Neca yeah. getting a shot. So it's not so different than that. And I think that I like that there is a fan component to it. We just then need to separate our own perspective that like this is more than just an exhibition, and that when you do start to mess with money and things like that when there are bonuses locked into it 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 gets it gets tough to see uh players that might have a large Instagram following that doesn't translate to their play on the court get uh, some of those spots so I'm glad that those 36 are shown to us but that there's another wave past that a, a right choice voting if you will
0: well i see that Jackie's heading out well thank you so much Jackie and we're going to shut down the room close uh shortly here, but um, I just want to thank everyone for joining us here. I think Miles, though, the point that you made is something that we'll have to talk about on Locker Room moving forward. We kind of alluded to this, but, you know, there's, you know, a difference between innovation and execution, and there's still a gap between innovation and execution in The WNBA and the all-star voting process is never going to be perfect, but as more money is built into this, is it something that needs to be a little bit more – does the league want to give more direction or maybe better yet, does the WNBPA – want to really advocate for a little bit more direction when it comes to, to voting, if that's even a thing one can do, because there is money on the line. And there's money on the line, again, not just through the WNBA, but a lot of especially rookie players that are still going to be playing overseas, even as the league is looking to kind of uh, wean veteran players off of going overseas with uh, the salary Um, incentives there but um, you know contracts overseas are made and and rosters are made and and one of the factors is WNBA all-star appearances all defensive things like that so maybe we need to pay better attention Uh, but I don't know but maybe a conversation for another day, but Danny Barlavi, Miles Ehrlich, and Jeff Magliocchetti. Before we head out, just let folks know where they can find you. We'll start with you, Danny.
1: Uh so you can read my writing at Windsider where I cover the Minnesota Lynx and Mets Republic, where I cover the New York Liberty. Uh I also roam the league a bit for Queen's Ballers Club and or Queen Ballers Club rather, and uh Venus Sports, my OGs. Um, and yeah, my Twitter is DBL fluidity.
2: All right, Miles, we'll go to you. Well, my, uh, sites are pretty much the same as Danny's at this point. I'm also at, uh, Nets Republic where I cover the New York Liberty at Windsider where I'm on the Connecticut sun beat and I write at queen ballers club as well. I've got a, a recap out this morning on last night's Liberty loss and a Connecticut sun piece coming out tomorrow or Friday. And by the end of the week, a Tierra McCowan piece coming out for queen ballers club, which will be a more holistic view from her start as a high schooler all the way up through her current play. So just all over the place. And I'm on Twitter at miles. Early.
1: Sorry. I'm so bad at these things. I actually literally had a piece published during this call that I forgot to plug. Um, I have a new piece up at Windsider for the links uh, about the turnover problem that they've had this season and how they've been addressing it, uh, which I'm very.
3: And on that note, uh, you can follow me, Jeff Maglicetti, on Twitter at Jeff J Mags. That's G-E-O-F-F-J-M-A-G-S. And I write for Windsider Nets Republic as well, as well as Empire Sports Media covering the Liberty at all three sites Uh, in terms of uh, work. I'd like to plug, I have something coming out soon on NR on Nets Republic about the recent uh, waving of Kia Stokes in New York and three aftershocks and how it will be moving forward.
0: I am ready for that one, Jeff. And uh, I am your host with the most, a.k.a. Auntie, uh, one of your hosts of Locked on Women's Basketball. And tomorrow, Locked on Kraken, the Seattle Kraken uh, podcast for the Locked on Podcast Network's debuts. So you can find me in both places. And of course, here, um, as I do rooms just like this for now, not only women's basketball, but also Seattle Kraken hockey but thank you all for joining uh we have lots more to talk about i cannot wait to read all of the stories that everyone on stage and i know jackie just put something out also today breaking down some of the roster moves uh, for the new york liberty so go check out at classic j Pow always Mm -hmm. but uh for now until the next time the jump lures us in to watch the one hour program this is erica Lindsay ayala from locked on women's basketball wishing you a happy wednesday Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey will begin. It will feature analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts, Brian Scalabrine and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. And remember, that's Odyssey.
4: A-U-D-A-C-Y. As always, I wanna thank you for joining
0: me for another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I hope you join me for some episodes of Locked on Kraken. And most importantly of all, I hope that you are listening to the ad reads because I may or may not have dropped a Selena y los Dinos reference. So shout me a holler at elindsay08 either on Green Room app or on Twitter. And Instagram as well, if you got that reference. Uh, extra points if you get, uh, if you also sing along with us. I, I was about to sing again, but then that that's cheat. I can't cheat. You got to listen to the ad. Anyway, uh, Erica Lindsay Ayala, a.k.a. Auntie, a.k.a. your host, Tuesday, Thursday host for Locked on Women's Basketball, and your everyday host for Locked on Kraken. It is now time for me to sign out. Bye.